For this special edition of The Family Beacon, we're going to the Warrenberger Federal Courthouse in St. Paul, where on Wednesday, our own Moses Bratrude addressed a crowd of about 100 pro-life activists about the future of Roe v. Wade. He is introduced by Brian Gibson of Pro-Life Action Ministries. We hope you'll enjoy this special edition of The Family Beacon Podcast. Last summer, the report comes out, and I look at the report, and one of the abortion facilities, Whole Woman's, was missing 10 months of numbers. Now, we sidewalk counsel outside of this place. We're out there every day that they're doing abortions. We knew women were having abortions all of those 10 months, and there's nothing but zeros there. And I'm going, this is wrong. Something is wrong about this report. So we, we put out a press report. We let people know that that was the case. Moses took it upon himself. Later, I found out from his boss, took it upon himself to call Whole Woman's their headquarters in Texas and to actually get the real number of abortions they did in Minnesota. Action. Exactly. So. Yeah, Moses. Moses. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much for everyone who's here. We will make abortion illegal, and we will make it unthinkable in Minnesota. Amen? Amen! I want to I share with you something I heard this morning from the oral arguments in the Dobbs v. Jackson case at the Supreme Court. I think it shows that our opponents are frightened. Justice Sotomayor made a comparison. And she asked the attorneys arguing in favor of the Mississippi law banning abortion at 15 weeks, she asked them how that can be fair when, uh, when a child in the womb has so little brain development. She compared, she made this comparison, this is real. She made the comparison between an unborn child and someone who's brain dead. That was her comparison. That is a justice on our Supreme Court. But doesn't that show that they're desperate? Doesn't that show that the rational arguments have deserted them? We have shown, the pro-life movement has shown that what is in the womb is not a part of the women's body. That was never true but many people believed it. We have shown that that child, as others have said, has unique DNA from the moment of conception, that that person, that, that is a person made in the image of God. Ultrasound technology, am I right? Like, we are able to take to a window into the womb, and my wife and I are expecting our second child there, in the, and, and to be able to see that child jumping and kicking, to have, to, to thank you, thank you. I didn't do much, um, but to, to see to see that child jumping and kicking, and to have to know that in this state, just a few blocks that way at the Planned Parenthood abortion megaplex on Vandalia Avenue, that we could go in there and end that life right now. And yet, there is hope, isn't there? We are, as others have said, we're looking at a Supreme Court case that could overturn the Roe v. Wade standard under which abortion is legal up until viability defined at 24 weeks. Now, I want to talk to you uh, on the behalf of Minnesota Family Council about what might happen in Minnesota if that decision goes the way we're hoping and praying that it does 
and a, uh, Mississippi's abortion law banning abortion in 15 weeks is allowed to stand. What would happen in Minnesota? Nothing, zilch, nada. And that is because in 1995, as many of you know, our own state Supreme Court ruled in Doe v. Gomez. It's the mini Roe v. Wade that just, just as under the in, an invented right in the U.S. Constitution, a woman has a right to an abortion. In, uh, in Minnesota, a woman has the invented right to a taxpayer-funded abortion, as many of you know. And our state government spends more than one million of your tax dollars every year funding those abortions. So to change the, to change the status quo in Minnesota, we have a lot to do. And once Roe v. Wade is overturned, the focus will no longer be on our friends and allies in Washington, D.C. Yesterday, my co colleague Renee Carlson was uh, able to meet with Vice President Mike Pence in D.C. I have the picture on my phone. And they spoke about the brief that we submitted to the Supreme Court arguing that the court should strike down Roe v. Wade because the many briefs submitted in that case, our argument was that abortion is harmful to women and to society, not just to the unborn. Principally, it harms the unborn. But is it a good thing for other people that that is available, that that is an option? No, of course not. So, what can we do in Minnesota where our courthouse is named after one of the men, the white men, responsible for legal abortion in this country. There's a lot we can do. And I will say that the first and most important thing is when you go, no, excuse me, the first and most important thing is to pray. That's why we're here, because we serve a God who will not be mocked, as so many have said this morning. The second most important thing we can do is when you go to vote next November, you will have several choices on your ballot. And if, if we as a, as a state rise up, and if we throw off the shackles of the Planned Parenthood abortion lobby in this state, we can make positive change. In 2011 and 2017, the Minnesota legislature passed uh, amazing pro-life legislation and it was blocked by Mark Dayton, Governor Mark Dayton. If the, if the Minnesota legislature was under pro-life control today, we'd have the same situation because pro-abortion Governor Tim Walz has said he will not let any pro-life legislation go through. Abortion supporters in this state are even trying to cut the positive alternatives to abortion funding, which sends over $300,000 per year to crisis pregnancy centers and other organizations that provide help to women who are abortion-minded or who are in need of, uh, in need of help. Isn't it an amazing thing that our state does that? Not many pro-abortion states do. And so we, so I, 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 I want to I tell you that we, Minnesota Family Council, our allies at Pro-Life Action Ministries, at MCCL, at the Minnesota Catholic Conference, all the other, all the pro-life groups, we are laying out a roadmap for how to take Minnesota from a state that, if we don't do anything, is in danger of becoming an abortion mecca, a state where all the states around it will have, Lord willing, banned abortion. I hope they'll ban abortion in my original uh, home state of Wisconsin. Uh, they're inferior to Minnesota in so many ways, but that is not one of them at this moment, and I want to change that. 
So we have a lot to do because the, the, everyone is saying this. A Planned Parenthood is saying this. They're saying if we, if we make abortion, or if Roe v. Wade is overturned, so many women will come to Minnesota to seek abortion. How, what, a, what a judgment on our state. What a dark thing that is. So as I say, we are laying out a roadmap to, to get the silent pro-life majority in this state. 53% of, of Americans support a 15-week abortion ban. Did you know that? A majority of Americans support the legislation that is at issue in the Supreme Court case today. I, I, we, I haven't seen polling in Minnesota, but I don't think that number is far off. We can and we will move the needle in this state. We will not People think Minnesota is a blue state. Minnesota is at best a purple state, and that even that is changing. True, it's true. So with your help, with all of you working, praying outside of the clinics, getting involved in the electoral process, because our elected officials have a huge say in what happens next, and, and the focus will be just a few blocks that way at the Capitol in St. Paul more than it ever has been. So that's my call to action as, as, as we heard to be pro-life is to act and I'm gonna be that guy that says politics is important, your vote matters, the aggregate of our votes matter, our, the aggregate of our votes have led to the state we're in now and we can change that. We can take back this state for life. Maybe one day this will be the Amy Coney Barrett United States Federal Courthouse. Oh, that, yeah! The Clarence Thomas Courthouse. That'd be super cool. So, I'll leave you with that word. I just, I'm so, I'm, I used to be such a pessimist. Did, did you guys, used to, I used to be so pessimistic about the chance that, barring a miracle, we would ever be able to do something about abortion in this state. And I am not a pessimist any longer. Amen. I am trusting in God's promises. Amen. I'm trusting that he will answer our prayers, that he will hear our pleas for mercy for the children who cry out. Please, I'd love for you to get involved in Minnesota Family Council. We have flyers uh, if you want to learn more about our podcast and what we do, because I, I feel that along with Brian and, and, and all of you here, the focus will be on us. We will be fighting. Not in a, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to assume that Roe v. Wade will be overturned. Is that too much? Am I assuming too much? No, I think not. I believe, I believe that we will make abortion illegal and we will make it unthinkable in Minnesota sooner than you imagine because God is in control. Thank you so much. listening to or watching this episode of the Family Beacon podcast from Minnesota Family Council. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you're up to date on life, family, and religious freedom. You can follow us on Instagram at MN Family Council and subscribe to us on YouTube to watch our content. Get the facts, stand for truth. Mm -hmm.